welcome to These Days at Home podcast. I am Melissa Johns from the blog HarborHome32.com. I invite you to sit down with me and have a cup of coffee as I share encouragement, relatable life stories, and biblical reflections on These Days at Home. Welcome back to These Days at Home podcast. I'm Melissa Johns. Thank you so much for joining me here uh, this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope that you guys had a wonderful week. I am sorry I did not get to the this uh, season podcast episode like I wanted to last week. I don't know about you guys, but I here in Minnesota, it was uh, from Tuesday on. Every morning I woke up and it was heavy fog. It was just heavy fog and thankfully it wasn't cold because it had been really cold the week before. So it was pretty mild temperature wise, but it was just foggy and gloomy just for days and days and days. And some days the fog didn't even lift like the entire day. So it was just this weird world. I felt like I was living in in a a complete funk, um, just motivation wise, like not feeling super, super motivated to do anything. And then a few good things had come up. And so I was working on that and I had had all these notes written out, but I wasn't able to get to the episode. So my apologies, everybody, but I hope you're here again this week. Um, Thank you for the ones that are listening and coming back to this season of Habits of the Homemaker. I want to just give a quick shout out and uh, ask that if anyone is loving this topic, if you are finding value in this podcast, please do uh, send a, send one text message to somebody that you think might uh, value it as well. It really encourages me to see the people that listen, that people, um, when they send messages and comments, I it just keeps me going as the podcast creator. So um yeah, just again, thank you for listening. And if you have anyone that you think might be interested in following along, please do send it my way or send send them uh, this podcast. Um, so today we're going to be talking about decluttering, decluttering and simplifying as um, as a habit of as a homemaker. Um, we'll get into all of the details of it, this a little bit later or through, you know, through the podcast, but before I wanted to get there, I wanted to just talk a little bit more about some thoughts on value, valuing our home, um, as being homemakers. I feel it's just become a real passion of mine. Um, which is funny cause I've only really been a self-proclaimed homemaker for about five years. Um, so it's, it's funny how fast you can like you know, have a passion and jump on it. Um, and then all of a sudden feel the need to talk about it with anybody that will listen to you. So that's kind of like me right now. I'm a little bit of a homemaking geek, but, um, I hope you guys have found value in this. And I hope that this podcast, how I just really desire for whatever it is that we're talking about, not to just be something you listen to, but I want this to add value to your life. I want you to walk away from listening to this and be able to implement things or feel inspired to change the way you think about homemaking, like practical, practically speaking or not like tips on this, tips on that recipes here, recipes there. That's great. But, uh, at the baseline at the bottom of the foundation. I hope that this is encouraging your hearts and moving you for closer to the Lord, um, getting, getting into God's word. Um, and then also just valuing your role as a homemaker and knowing that you are, you are valuable. Uh, this calling is a worthy calling. 
Um, it is not for people that just never wanted to do anything else or, you know, never wanted to pursue a career. I mean, that was a little bit like me, but also there was more to that. There's a heart level here, um, that I, of my desire to be a homemaker. And so I just, I hope that you guys walk away with that or are inspired to dwell on those things and think about those things throughout your week. Um, I, this is going to be like a really weird story, but it, I started writing these notes and then it just, it, I got like a whole page and a half on this like thought thread. So bear with me while I share a little bit more about the, like valuing a home. So, um, I'm potty training our child and well, he is potty trained, but we're still working on some things. And, um, I was trying to explain to him why it is that we take care of our bodies, why it is we stop to do what we're doing and go to the bathroom. Um, and it's because like our bodies are valuable. Our bodies are temples of God. We are made in the image of God. And so, um, we, we need to value and honor and respect our bodies. And I think I can talk a lot about how maybe we don't do that or we, yeah, we, we don't value ourselves by a lot of the things that we, we might do. But I think there's a, there's a correlation there for me, as I was telling him this, there's a correlation there for me in the home. If I, if I really value my home, um, what I'm doing here as a homemaker, um, my children, my family, my spouse, my ministry to my children, um, putting food on the table, you know, all those things. Um, and then just this physical house, like, oh my gosh, like I have this house and it, I mean, I'm on the line with the bank to pay off this house eventually, but so I'm, you know, it's a little bit of a liability in a lot of ways, but it is something that God has given us. It's something that we, we steward. And if our home is valuable, um, we should be taking care of it. I think a lot of times we, we don't, we downgrade the home as much as, you know, we might think, oh, we're maybe too obsessed with the home. Well, I think at the heart level, that's something else. Like we're obsessed with materialism in one way. Um, but truly like, do we value our home? Do, do you, do you demean your home in any way? <laughs> this might sound weird. Um, but I think if we don't take care of it, if we, if we never cleaned it, if we, um, never, you know, I don't know. Um, let's say, let's say we never took care of our water pipes or we never got new siding when we needed to, or we never changed or, um, we never, put any locks on our doors and we'll just let anybody come in our house. Like there are certain things that you do to a home because you value it, you take care of it. Um, so I just want us to, like, I just want to encourage you guys to keep a home like you mean it, keep a home like it is your favorite place to be in the world. Like it's worth your time because it is, if you feel the need to leave your house all the time and never spend any time in it, um, it, should probably be telling you something about how you value home or maybe that your home isn't working for you, how it's set up, how it's functional. Um, the way you keep your home tells you, um, a lot about what you value. Um, and I'm not talking exactly about keeping a meticulous house. Um, or, you know, not, I'm not talking about, you know, never letting 
the dishes go unwashed because the Lord knows we've all been there. If you are in the newborn phase of life with kids, yeah, like the house is a complete disaster. But I think if you stop to evaluate where you spend your time in your house, um, how you keep your home, it will tell you about what you actually believe about your home. Um, is there a, is there a usable um, and a, like usable and clean dining room table to sit down and have a family meal at? Is uh, do you have a basement and uh, maybe maybe you are really into exercise and so you have a dedicated space in your home for exercise? Uh, that tells you what you value. Now I I do value exercise, but we don't really have the space for that. So we don't have a exercise place, but that does, it does tell you something like I value exercise, but I don't value it as much as having a dining room table and a bunch of, a bunch of bookshelves, um, or a functional kitchen. My gosh, I, we've been in this house three years and I cannot tell you how much time I spend in that kitchen, cooking, cleaning, organizing, grocery shopping, putting like, Oh, like it, it is like the workhouse of our, of our, uh, of our home. Now I am, I'm someone that cooks everything from scratch. So it, you know, obviously it's well used, but, um, even people that don't do that, um, like it's still, you, you, like you eat often, you eat three times a day or more. Um, so like the kitchen is a valuable part of your home and do, do we take care of it or do we let it get completely disorganized and have never know where our whisks are or our, like the can openers or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think, yeah, we, we can look at what we value by looking at the things around us, like our home. Um, so I actually had, now this gets in a little bit to our organizing or like simplifying decluttering. I had reworked my pantry, um, to hold all of my bulk grains and buckets. So I order a lot of my groceries from this company called Azure Standard, A-Z-U-R-E. And it's kind of like an alternative way to grocery shop. Uh, they It's a whole food grocer. They're based out of Oregon. Um, and instead of a storefront, what you do is you order online. And a lot of their foods are um, clean, organic, um, you know, ethically sourced, like all of this stuff. Um, and you put in your order and then they have trucks that deliver the groceries to basically all over the U.S. And so I have a drop location that I pick up my groceries at once a week from like a semi truck or no, sorry, not once a week, once a month. Um, anyway, because I do that, I have, I do buy a lot of things in bulk and some really odd things like my, my flour, like my grains for milling all of my own flour, all that geeky stuff that I'm really into. Um, so I'll buy my stuff from them and I have these big, big buckets of grains. Like I have a five gallon bucket of, um, of wheat berries and then a five gallon bucket of sugar (laughs) and then a massive thing of rice that I've gotten at Costco. Like I just, the way that we live our life, I have had to rework my entire pantry. So, um, so yeah, I just kind of like got in the habit of, um, or not in the habit, I set up a system to allow the kitchen to work for me instead of me being constantly frustrated by um, having to reorganize my pantry because, you know, I could just never fit anything in there. And um, anyway, that is just another example of how um, you can take time to 
make your kitchen work for you and make certain areas in your home work for you based on your values. Um, we have a very nutri- uh, like specific nutritional um, standard, I guess you would say, in our house. And so I've had to accommodate our kitchen based off of that. And our fridge too. Like I, we've got... I buy three gallons of milk from a local farmer and I have to keep them in, in you know, big glass jars and, um, it takes up an entire shelf on our, on our, um, in our fridge. So anyway, another thing in our house is play space. Um, we own, we don't have a ton of, um, square footage. I mean, I talked to somebody else this earlier this week who had, only 1400 square feet and we have 1700 and I was feeling like we were in a bit of a pinch because we've got three little kids but this woman oh man I admire her she has 1400 square feet um she's got four kids they homeschool they've got two big dogs and her husband works from home so I mean I know some of some apartments that are 1400 square feet so I mean just really admire her for being able to um being able to work in that kind of a, a, a space. Um, anyway, so we, we have, a um, a small house, I think, and then we don't have a basement. And so we only have one play space for our kids, which is our living room. Um, and then they can also play in their rooms, but they're still young enough where they really can't do that. I can't just like leave them alone up there to play, except for Patrick. He's actually gotten a lot better at that and can do that just fine. Um, but we, so I have tried like three or four different configurations of furniture in my living room because like interior design and style wise, I want it to look a certain way, but we've got young kids and this is the only play space. And like, it's just, it's such a small living room. It does not make sense for us to even have a coffee table, although we could really use one. Um, it just, it doesn't make sense because this is like the only play space, especially in the winter. And so, um, we've got our furniture kind of lining the out, the, like the outlining of the room, um, nothing in the middle. And then all like a few toy cabinets uh, that has all the toys that we put away every night and take out every day. Um, and so, that's one way like you could look at our house and say okay they value having a play space for their kids because it's one of their only options and this is this is why their house looks this way is because they need this space um and then another thing that we have kind of come I've had to come to realize is that we are a book family so um it's a little bit of, of a funny story from when we were first married um I um, I, I was really into like being minimal at the time that we got married. And this was before, again, before I was a homemaker, it was just me. I could keep my life much more simple. Um, and I, I had, I was, when we got married, I was just so excited to have all of my decorating things. Like I would be able to go, I finally get my own house. I get to decorate or my own apartment or, you know, whatever. And I get to do whatever I want because I'm the only female and like all this stuff. Um, and then I was actually, um, so my husband, he loves books and I was, he has a lot of books and I was getting really kind of like overwhelmed with like, oh, we've got so much books. And I was like really wanting to him to like get rid of some, but it was like, not, it wasn't what he wanted. Like, it's not, he said, he just, he was having a hard time partying with them. Um, and then one day he explained to me 
that he worked in a library in college for four years. And he loves the feeling of being surrounded by books and feeling the feeling of being able to go and grab one off the shelf and read a little bit of it and put it back. And it just brought so much joy and pleasure for him. This was just a big part of his personality um, or that his, uh, his interests. And then I realized I married an English major. Of course, we're going to have books in our house. And so I, of course, had to realize how important that was to him. And so now we are a book family. He has got three big bookshelves in his office. And then I've got my own like little secretary desk that has some a bookshelf on it. And then each of the kids have books in their room or bookshelves in their room. And then we've got one in the living room too that has um, some books on it. So uh, again, one of those things that kind of had to work with uh, the needs of our family, the the interests of our family to say, okay, this is what we value. We are going to actually make a space for it. Um, I'm going to physically create a house that is able to hold a lot of books because it is something that we value. One of my big wife dreams is to um, someday, if we have a bigger house, to give Tony uh, an entire um, an entire library or an entire office, kind of like the be- uh, with Beauty and the Beast library uh, bookshelves, if you know what I'm talking about, like that big room with all the like floor to ceiling books that uh, the Beast takes Bell to. So I, that's my dream to be able to make something like that for uh, my husband someday, even if it's not just one room or maybe it's just like one big wall in a, in a future home. Um, anyway, so that's another story about, um, just the, the things that we value in our house. And so, um, so I would encourage you guys to, to think about that too. Like in your home, what are the things that you are valuing? Or what are what is it that if you stop and take a look around, what is your home telling you that you're valuing? And maybe if it's not really in line with what you want to value, think about how you can recreate your space to to do that. Um, so, you know, similarly in that, I I don't know if I've talked a lot about this on this podcast, but I I think a lot of people through the pandemic um, just kind of came a little bit more um, aware of the home. You know, we spent so much time in it. Maybe we just got overwhelmed with like, oh my gosh, my home, I've spent all this time in my home. It's so cluttered. It's not organized. I have no systems because maybe I don't spend any time at home. Maybe I'm just in and out, in and out all the time. Well, um, I think, I think for us, we kind of took that opportunity, like we moved in the pandemic. And so we also filled this house out a lot, but we, uh, during that time, but we also got to thinking about like, what is it that we want in our house so that we don't feel like we have to leave it all the time. Now being a home, um, being a homemaker and being a full-time homemaker where I don't, I'm not employed outside of the house. I, um, and I'm home a lot with my kids. We've got young kids. So it's just kind of like the season of life. I have realized that I am actually not a homebody. I'm, I'm not, I'm not as much as I love our home. I seriously, I came home the other day and I was like, I just love our house. I love my stuff. All the stuff I have, I love again, not to hold on to it too tightly because I know it could be gone in a flash, but just that I had that sense of like, I love the place we've created here. I love our family dynamic. I love our family. I love this house, our home, all of it. Oh no, I had a point with that. Where was I going? Oh, I'm not a, I'm not a homebody. I'm not really a homebody. Um, I love to get out every day. I love to be in the hustle and bustle of 
whatever is going on outside uh, in the world. That's why I loved working in downtown Minneapolis for a while. It was so fun um, just to walk through the skyway and see all the the professionals walking through, talking on their cell phones, grabbing coffee. Like, I just loved that hustle and bustle of the city. And so now being home full time and in a smaller town, I, I, I've had this realization like, wow, I love everything about home. I love being a homemaker. Um, I do love my home, but I don't love being home all the time. <laughs> and so, um, I've had to kind of, um, yeah, kind of like, I don't know, just like, kind of like change my perspective a little bit. So like, be okay with the fact that I, yeah, that's not me. I, I do want to get out, you know, often. Um, but I also do want this place to be, um, be like a little vacation in some sense. Like when all the work is done for the end of the day, like do, is this an oasis? If the world were to turn upside down again and we were stuck in our homes, like, would we thrive here? Would we uh, love the things that we have? Is is this place an oasis for us? Um, and so one example of how I've done that recently is um, specifically in my bedroom. I have... Um, so because this is a, a little bit of a selfish, uh, desire coming out here, but because, um, yeah, because I have kids and I have a spouse, there is, even though this house is like my domain in some way, I still don't have like, I mean, I don't have a space that's like just for me, if that makes sense. I think all of you moms out there would kind of know what I mean. It's like you, we all grew up most likely with our own bedroom or a space of our own in some capacity. Um, but and I always had that. And so I was always able to have just like my little place where I could retreat and just, you know, be by myself, listen to my music, paint my nails, do my, read my books, you know, whatever it was. Um, but now as a homemaker, I, I don't, I don't have that. I share a room with my spouse. I, all the kids, you know, have their own spaces. Um, everything in this house is just up in the air, fair game. Anyone can be in it at any time. And so, um, I every once in a while, I will get a little bit of time, just kind of like I'll steal away and just go up to my room, um, by myself. And, um, because of that, I wanted to create this like little oasis, uh, for me, but also for my husband, but in, for the sake of the story, it's, it's just for me. Um, so I brought up a coffee pot up to that bedroom and uh, we have a mini fridge up there too, because when we had the twins, I was thinking, okay, I need to make this as easy as possible for myself to just be up on this floor for maybe multiple weeks at a time. And as far as like recovering, so we, I brought a mini fridge up there. Um, and then next to my, my side of the bed, I have a nightstand and in that nightstand I, or on the nightstand, I have like this little basket and it's got a few journals, a book I love, um, maybe some, it's like some hand lotion. Um, what else? I think I have some chocolates stashed away in a, in a dresser drawer of mine. Um, and so, and then the coffee pot I can turn on. It's like a, one of those coffee pots that you set, if you, if you get it ready ahead of time, you can set it the night before. So I've done that many times. I'll set the coffee the night before. So I wake up in my own bedroom to a bubbling pot of coffee and I grab a little chocolate out of the drawer and I have a cup of coffee before I even leave my room. And this was a, this was an attempt for me to, um, just once again, 
love my home. Treat it like it's like it's a place I want to be. Um, and um, it, creating those experiences, you know, creating those like moments in your in your home or in in my home, I guess. Like I, I love that about a, a hotel room. I love that whenever we go out and stay somewhere, the sheets are really comfortable and the pillows are fluffy and there's a coffee pot in the room and a fridge. And like, I just feel like I don't really need to leave that, that spot. It's just a, such a fun place to be. And so I wanted to recreate that experience a little bit in my own bedroom, which I love. I love our na- the navy blue walls and the, the white trim and the pine all the pine furniture and the gold frames. Like I just, I love our room and the way the sunlight comes in, in the afternoon. It is just one of my favorite places to be. So anyway, uh, what does all of this have to do? No great segue here. What does all of this have to do with decluttering and simplifying? Well, I think the ways we, um, maybe the ways that we don't value our homes is by not being a good gatekeeper of our homes. Um, imagine if you will, a garden gardens are usually, they usually have fences, um, and gates in them to keep out bunnies, squirrels, other pests that will destroy the garden. It is meant with a very protective purpose to have a, to have a gate without a gate. Those pests would destroy all of your fruits and vegetables or flowers. It would be, um, it would be a good it's good for you as a gardener to keep out all the bad stuff. Um, and, and you weed also like as a gardener, you're in your garden and you're weeding out things all the time. So I see keeping a home very much like that. Uh, as a homemaker, you are like a gatekeeper. Um, you are the one protecting it. Um, you are the one who opens and closes the doors. You, you bring in all of the bags of groceries. I think about this all the time. Whenever I take out the trash, I'm like, okay, taking out the trash, but tomorrow I'm going to gonna go get three more bags of groceries. <laughs> like it just feels like this constant back and forth shuffling of items and items and items. So anyway, as the gatekeeper of the home, you are the one who opens and closes the doors and you know what's being brought into your home. So like think about the, all the physical aspects of this. You bring in groceries, you bring in your children and their backpacks with school stuff, or you are bringing in um, stuff from the gym or, you know, whatever it is from the car, from um, a night, a night away, you know, like all these things you're bringing in so much stuff. Um, one way you can be good at gatekeeping your home is moder- moder- um sorry, monitor, monitoring what it is that you're bringing in. Are you letting, what are you letting into your home? Are you bringing in duplicates of things that maybe you already have? Um, or are you bringing in really poor quality stuff that lasts only a year and then ends up in the next donation bag to Goodwill? Or are you bringing in toys that you know will only break in 15 minutes because they were like $2 at the checkout counter? Um, or are you bringing in a lot of junk food into your home that is a waste uh, nutritionally in your body? Um, or... Are you, I don't know, this is going to be, maybe you might not like me for saying this, but I, all these examples is because I have done these things. So another thing you can think about is, are you bringing in just the, the latest dopamine hit that you got at Target? 
when you were down and depressed, and like, I'm just going to go shopping at Target. I'm just going to pick up whatever I want because I just am in a bad mood. Um, again, I've been there. I have a throw pillow problem and a chair problem in my house. I cannot tell you how many chairs I bought on a whim because I just thought I just needed another chair. and I just needed another throw pillow. You guys, it's bad. So again, I've been there. Um, and those are all examples for me of things that I've done that I wasn't a good gatekeeper. I was just like, oh, the heck with it. I'm just going to buy whatever I want. Also not being a very good steward of my finances. Hello. Um, so what if instead of just leaving the doors open and never holding back the floodgates, we started keeping things at bay? Maybe, maybe the idea of going through your entire house and decluttering it is way too much. And you know what? It probably is too much. Like I heard someone say this recently that we are in a very, um, about for and after culture. We are obsessed with the makeovers. We watch that, those makeover shows and we think that we can get, um, our house the way we want it in the matter of an hour. Um, that is not reality. Uh, it is not, and the talking about building habits, that is not, you can't build a habit in an hour. You can't build a habit with one weekend of, just decluttering your whole house and then never building in habits to keep it that way afterwards. Um, so, um, so maybe when it comes to this whole concept of decluttering and simplifying, maybe instead of thinking that you need to do all this work, have this big overhaul is being just being more mindful, taking more of a mindful approach to what you're letting in your house. Maybe just think about your doorway. Like whenever you're out shopping or you may maybe making a plan to get groceries or, you know, get clothes for your kids or whatever, just think about, think about your doorway, a threshold, and think about bringing things across that threshold. What are you going to let in? Um, just being more mindful, I think is a really good place to start. Um, now talking about like actually decluttering. So decluttering, if you think of the garden analogy, you can think about, um, we, uh, weeding. So, you know, if you've ever gardened something or put any type of seed in the ground, you know, that, um, weeds come up, weeds pop up and they need to be taken care of. Now, weeded gardens can be very, um, uh, they can still produce things. So it's not like you have to keep an immaculate garden, but if you have too many weeds, they choke out your vegetables or your fruits or your flowers. And then the thing that you actually want to grow, does it? Gosh, I love gardening so much. I think that it has so many analogies for real life. Ah, oh, I can talk up forever about it. So if you can think about your life like that, you want to keep the weeds out that you, you and your family can flourish, can grow, can actually produce something for the world and for God's kingdom. Oh, I'm getting all jazzed here, everybody. Um, anyway, I think about decluttering kind of like weeding. It's like, there will always be garbage. I think that's one of the big misconceptions with minimalism or, it's like that you have just, you never have anything to take care of, or you've got less stuff to take care of, um, which I can understand. But at the same time, like for someone, I do try to keep things very simple. I have been very intentional with that. I, I think, I think we've done a, a fairly good job of it, but let me tell you, I still have garbage to throw away. I still have stuff. I'm like, what is this even doing here? Like how to get in the house? Let's take it out. So I think a common or a, a easy way to start with this is just, um, just throwing things away as you see them, you know, like, um, 
maybe maybe you make a small habit of five minutes a day. You're just going to go through one drawer in your kitchen, or you're going to go through this one room and just pick up all the trash you see or the things that don't belong there or, you know, whatever. Um, that's another, that's like a one small step you could do. Um, one thing that my mom did for us growing up is she... <laughs> Uh, she was minimal. She had like the minimalist thing going on before minimal minimalism was cool. And I don't know if she would call herself minimalist, minimalist, but she does like to live light. She likes to keep things simple and clean and fresh. And, um, she just trained us really well in that. And I remember uh, my sister and I will have these things we remember. And one of them was every once in a while, she would hand us this like bag, like a plastic, like a big garbage bag. And uh, she would say, okay, go to your room and throw away everything that you haven't used in the last like month. <laughs> so just like we had a regular habit of just going through everything, cleaning and clearing it out. It, it just has to be like a regular thing you do, just like weeding your garden. Uh, you have to, um, it's just a way to keep on top of all of the stuff because, you know, the thing is, is like you, if you're a mom and, or if you, if you are living with a family or if if you, even if you're living with other people, you are not the only one in the house, um, most likely. So like, I can't control everyone else. I can't, as much as I want to, I can't. I can't control everyone else's stuff and their movements and their where they leave things. Like it's just, it feels out of control. Um, and so just making those regular habits of like what times of, maybe what time of the day are you going to... Um, take out the trash or what time, um, what day of the week are you going to say, okay, this is our decluttering day, or this is, um, I'm going to clean out the pantry this week. Um, you know, just thinking about, thinking about it in, in those terms of like, uh, the, maybe looking at the calendar and saying one, one day a week or one week a month or one day a month, or, you know, whatever it is kind of picking those days and making a habit of regularly going through and decluttering your life. Um, so one thing I want us to, um, just keep ourselves, um, just caution us against is this concept of decluttering and simplifying. Let it, let it, um, I don't want us to think about it as in, I can finally breathe in my house when, or I can finally be happy in my home when everything is clean and decluttered. Um, because that, that is, that is not reality. (laughs) I, I, at any given moment, I know that there's this like a particular part of the house that I haven't gotten to someday. And so it would, it would just not serve me well to, to think and carry around the mindset of that. I can't be happy in my house until I have X, Y, and Z. And, and you know what, you can fill that in with anything, the kitchen remodel, the, a better rug or that right paint color or, um, the laundry being done, like all of those things. Um, and decluttering can be one of them. Um, because if you have, um, ever done a makeover or an overhaul, you know, that that's just not true. It doesn't, it takes a while to, um, kind of complete, complete that in, um, like a project like that. And then also if you can almost ask it yourself in reverse, kind of like what, um, what athletes say, or, um, Olympic, like a lot of Olympic athletes will say this. 
if you're not enough with it, you won't be enough without it. Or no, if you're not enough without it, you won't be enough with it. That's what it was. So if you aren't, um, if you aren't like satisfied and happy in your home, um, the way it is now, like what, what makes you think that that will be the case when it's just perfectly all done? I've seen so many like little movies where, and it's kind of like an analogy in the movies. It's like the, they're working on this one part of the house and their relationship is in this turmoil. And then finally at the end of the movie, the couple has broken up, but then, then the house is finally done. And it's just this like strong irony that I see. And so I like to think about that, um, just in life in general. And then our, our home specifically that I, I don't want to buy the lie that I will finally be happy in my home when everything is clean and simplified because, um, that's just, that, that can't be true. That can't be true. Otherwise we will always be discontent and never be grateful for what we have. So, um, anyway, I have had a lot of disjointed notes for this. Um, I started out with like a, a vision for um, being a homemaker and keeping our homes and valuing it. And then I kind of slid into some decluttering things. As you can see, I don't have a lot of really specific, um, specific tips for you besides um, making it a habit, uh, making it a regular part of your cleaning routine or making maybe just doing something like um, just for five minutes a day. Or here's another little quick tip. Um, maybe if, I don't know if anyone has ever heard of the, you know, throw away so many things in a year. So maybe just every day, just say, I'm going to throw one extra thing away, like not the normal um, garbage, but just say, I'm going to throw that one pencil away that's been chewed up and the eraser is missing. Just pick it up, throw it away. You know, just those little tiny things. And then after a year, you may have gone through a, a good chunk of your house. And again, maybe a year is kind of a daunting thing to think about, but we are, we are about making small habits, not doing a big overhaul. So, um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for sticking around for this episode of um, Habits of the Homemaker Decluttering. Um, I will definitely be back next week with another uh, another habit for us to, to think about. Um, I'm just pulling up my list here. Oh, laundry. That's what we're going to talk about next week. And man, I am just really, I'm really, I've done so many systems for laundry and I'm still haven't found the perfect one. It's just one of those parts of being a homemaker. It's just been so hard to keep up on or be really good at. I am not really good at laundry. I get things clean, but that's about it. So if you are struggling in the laundry department, or if you have any tips, please do message me before next week and I will add them into the notes. Um, I look forward to talking to you guys later this week, also on a top your table Tuesday. So stick around. Thanks everybody. Bye. Thanks for tuning in for daily interactions and more inspiration. Find me on the socials at Harbor home 32 or my blog, harborhome32.com. Talk with you next time. Bye.